0: Well, hello, Clergy Chick listeners. Thanks for tuning in. If ever you want to give to that which makes it happen, give to my church, Chapel by the Sea, on Clearwater Beach, Florida. You can text GIVE to 727-222-1336. And as always, this is the Clergy Chick Podcast. My name is Rhonda Blevins. I'm the Clergy Chick. From December the 20th, 2020 at Chapel by the Sea in Clearwater Beach, Florida, the texts are 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 1 through 11 and 16, and Luke 1, verses 26 through 45. Now when King David was settled in his house, and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him, the king said to the prophet Nathan, See now, I am living in a house of cedar, But the ark of God stays in a tent. Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that you have in mind, for the Lord God is with you. But that same night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan Go and tell my servant David, Thus says the Lord, Are you the one to build me a house to live in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day, but I have been moving about in a tent and tabernacle. Wherever I have moved about among all the people of Israel, did I ever speak a word with any of the tribal leaders of Israel, whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore, thus you shall say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, to be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make for you a great name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, so that they may live in their own place, and be disturbed no more. And evildoers shall afflict them no more as formerly. From the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. Your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The best laid plans of mice and men leave us naught but grief and pain. You've probably heard that poem before. Has anyone had their plans foiled in 2020? No? No? Oh, just me? Okay. Here are the plans that I had foiled, or at least some of the plans that I had foiled. At the beginning of the year, I was meeting with a group of people here in the church, and we were calling ourselves the size transition team. You see, there was a problem in our church, and the problem was that during season, like especially February and March, we were were overflowing with people. There weren't any seats available. There were no parking spaces available. It was uncomfortable for people kind of crammed in together unlike today. What we were learning is that some people would come to church, would kind of get, get up, get dressed, you know, ready for church, drive up to the church and drive around the church for 20 minutes looking for a parking space before turning around and going home. On occasion, we would learn if somebody getting here a little late or maybe right before, right after the service started, kind of walking in, poking their head in, not seeing any comfortable places to sit and turning around and leaving. And so this was a problem. It was a good problem, but a problem nonetheless. And so we were meeting together, weren't we? And we were meeting together. We were talking about what were we going to do. And we kind of landed on um, launching an early service during those peak season months, February, March predominantly. And then guess what happened? COVID hit. And have we met since then? Those of you on the team, we haven't met. We put that on hold because we we have enough seating, turns out, right now. And the question went from how do we accommodate more people to worship with us at Chapel by the Sea to how do we accommodate zero people (laughs) coming into the building? We, like other businesses on the beach and elsewhere, shut down there for a little while. How do we accommodate zero people? You see, the best laid plans of mice and men leave us naught but grief and pain. Plans were foiled. And David in the Old Testament had some big plans. He had some big dreams. You see, finally, King David had, had finished all of the wars that he was fighting civil war, the wars with other nations, and he had settled in as king and had himself a nice house made of cedar. And yet the Ark of the Covenant, the very dwelling place of God, was living in a tent. And so David had this plan, I'm going to build a temple for God. So he told the prophet Nathan, I'm going to build a temple for God. And then Nathan had a visit that night from God. And God told the prophet Nathan to tell David, So you think you're going to build me a house? Here's what's going to happen, David. I'm going to build you a house. See, God has a little bit of a sense of humor. And maybe we've learned that a little bit this year, that God has a little bit of a sense of humor. And so that was the story of David. David never got to build the temple. His son would build a temple. David didn't get to build the temple. His plans were foiled. But fast forward roughly a thousand years, God had promised to David that he was going to build him an eternal kind of house. Now, over the course of that thousand years, his son Solomon built a grand temple in Jerusalem. And then what happened? The Babylonians came in and tore down the temple. And then King Herod came back and rebuilt the temple and then, spoiler alert, it gets torn down too. And with all this raising of the temple and tearing down and raising and tearing down, guess what God is doing behind the scenes? God is building an eternal temple. And so in the gospel lesson today, we find, we find God engaging with this, this young woman named Mary, and he comes to her and her plans were to just get married kind of like the new cooks to the just let's just get married but something was going to happen that kind of foiled Mary's plans Mary gets a visitor and her plans are thwarted as God says you're going to conceive a son but listen to this Gabriel came to a virgin, engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of, remember what it said? Of the house of David. You see what God did there? You see what God was doing behind the scenes as plans were foiled and thwarted? God was working. Now what they couldn't conceive of was this eternal plan of God. It's so much easier to, 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 for our finite Brains to think about buildings and temples and difficult to conceive what this eternal house that God was building was going to look like. Earlier this week, I was talking with my mother on the phone and my seven-year-old was in the room and kind of listening. He calls her Mimi. And so after I got off the phone, he said to me, he said, Mom, when you were a little girl, was Mimi your mother? I said, yes, well, Mimi is still my mother. And he looked a little confused. I said, honey, you remember this conversation? (laughs) He said, I said, honey, even when you're old and even when you're grown and even when you move out of this house, Lord, let it be. Even, Even then, I will still be your mother. You see, it's hard for us to comprehend things like the eternal nature of parenthood, isn't it? It's hard for us to comprehend the eternal nature of God, that God is always. But the thing is, is that even though God is always, God's news does not always appear like good news. For David, he didn't get to build the temple. For Mary, she's going to be an unwed, pregnant teenage mother. And so back to the chapel late March, I guess it was, shutting down entirely, going from how do we accommodate all these people that want to come to the chapel to how do we accommodate zero people? Seemed like really bad news. And so we we kind of got busy kind of uh, upping our game by way of YouTube worship. And you know what's happened since then? Our online participation has more than doubled. I need somebody that really likes crunching data to figure out just exactly how much that is. Our online worship has increased by more than double. We've remained connected with snowbirds even when they've been away and some are coming back now. We have, we're, we're seeing sparks of, of energy in our church and wonderful, exciting things happening that we probably would have never seen Have we not gotten what we thought was bad news back in March? See, God is always, and God is always working, and God's news is always good news because God is always, and God is good. And the third thing I want you to know today God is always, God is good, God is present. If you think about a fish swimming in water, do you think the fish is aware that he's swimming in water because it's all he's ever known? Our lives as finite beings, where our lives are lived in and through and with Christ at all times and everywhere. And it's so ubiquitous, it's all around us all the time that we don't even notice a lot of the time. God is always, God is good, and God is present at our first Theology on Tap meeting, I posed the question to those who were gathered there, this question, and I'll let you think about it too. What has COVID-19 done to or for your spiritual life? What has COVID-19 done to or for your spiritual life? And I enjoyed hearing the responses because most of the people who responded said that in some way or form or fashion, their spiritual life had grown deeper. That having some of the things that they were used to doing and and this sense of control perhaps that they had about their life, when that was taken away from them, that it caused them to recognize God's presence with them in new and profound ways. Which reminded me of one of my favorite psalms, Psalm 139, verse 7, which says this. Where can I go from your spirit, the psalmist writes. Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in shield, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me fast. See, those who dream like you and me, those who dream are never alone because God is always and God is good and God is present. and So back to Mary, in her house of the most mundane places, not at the temple that David had hoped to build, not even on a mountaintop, not in a field, not some grandiose place, but in the mendacity of her house, the angel visited her and said, greetings favored one, God is with you. And I have to believe that if the angel Gabriel were to visit us today, the message would be quite the same. Greetings, favored ones. God is with you. You are not alone. And our task as people of God is this. To be the mechanism through which God enters the world. You see, the more I grow in faith, the more I think that Jesus came not for us, so much as through us you see the subtlety in that god came not so much for us but through us that's what a mature faith moves to we recognize ourselves as the conduits of god's very spirit and god's working in the world And that's an exciting idea, that we get to be a part of what God is doing. That's what incarnational faith does for us. And this is the idea that sparked a songwriter named Malcolm Gordon and his five-year-old son to write a little song called Hey Mary. And it's about the Annunciation. And I'm going to do my best to sing and play it for you. It's a simple song. But the message spoke to me this week, and maybe it'll speak to you as well.
1: is here Coming here through you.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Clergy Chick Podcast. Until next time, keep on shining.